welcome to Podcast for Wonderful, episode 93. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Last Podcast on the Left, episode 234, featuring a whole mess of guys, and I couldn't figure out... Um, <laughs> the way they have their website set up and their episode description set up, like, I couldn't figure out anybody's names or, like, uh, who was actually on the episode, so... If you want to know, you're going to have to do that research on your own. Um, and I wanted to say thank you to Skizalo on Twitter for uh, suggesting this podcast. Um, he originally suggested that I do it with uh, another another guest, uh, but unfortunately that was... Uh, it, he's actually the world's greatest gas station mugger, and uh, he's on location right now at the Olympics, uh, so I was not able to have him on the show. Instead... I have an even better guest. Uh, you know this man as one of the, the biggest serial killers in the history of the world, probably. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Hello, people. <laughs> oh, you've got such a... <laughs> oh, you're, you've got su- you're in such a good mood today. I am in a good mood, and you know what? I am not gonna let your your little bullshit at the beginning about wanting a different guest like bring me down. You know, oh, I'm sorry. It's just you know, people on Twitter they get it into their mind. Oh, I want to have this guest. I want to have this guest, and uh, this guy. This I, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Skizalo, Skizalo. I don't know. I'll spell mm-hmm. it later. But people on Twitter are weird, so. Sure. I, yeah, I guess I just don't think that's something you should tell the guest about, but like I said, I'm keeping my spirits up anyway. Uh, Well, I apologize. I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Okay. Yeah, because I don't want to get on your bad side, Jeffrey. You you can be a naughty boy. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I can be naughty, but I don't like fathers, so you're safe. Oh, good. Your father was a chemist, right? My father was a chemist, yeah, an uh, analytical chemist. What is the difference between that and a regular chemist? You know, I don't know, but it's one of those things that you have to know. Like, he was one of those people who, like, if I just called him a chemist, he'd be pissed. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, he right, the right. terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he'd be offended that you would think he was just a chemist. Yeah, he's like, what? Your father a chemist? A lowly chemist? <laughs> and then what did your mother do? Um, She was some sort of trainer for a, a telecommunication something or other. Something that doesn't exist at this time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's something called a teleputer or something. Oh, like, wow. I can't, I can't even picture it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and you have a, you have a brother as well, I believe. I do have a brother, David, and I got to name him. Oh, really? Do you like? Yes. Do you like the name? <laughs> That's one of my favorite names, actually. Okay, good. Thank you. I thought it was a great name, but you know, yeah, I you was did a, a good child. job. <laughs> Thank you. So, did your parents just not care enough to name the baby, or? I think they wanted me to feel special like I was a very sad kid I was really lonely and and I think they were like let's throw him a bone you know Mm -hmm. let him name his brother I hate to say it Jeffrey I'm not a big serial killer guy I know there's you know big serial (laughs) killer fans out there but that's just not ever been anything I'm into so I don't know all the ins and outs about you know your career 
So are, are there any big highlights that you would like to get across the people? Well, let's see. Um, you know, I started out just as a kid, um, collecting bugs and things like that. And then I moved my way up to roadkill, which I would dismember and store in jars, which I think is kind of a normal kid thing. Um, but you know, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of friends. And then as I got older, I, uh, I considered murdering a jogger once because he was cute, right? So I kind of like wanted to keep him for myself, but he didn't run the way he normally ran that day. So I was like, oh, nuts, you know, just missed him. <laughs> um, but that really, it sparked something within me. And I, and I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. So I uh, killed someone. I killed my first guy a couple weeks after graduating from high school. Because, you know, I was born in the summertime. It's like, I nah. mm -hmm. uh, wasn't into swimming. So I had to find something to do with my time. And that really, that really worked for me. And I dismembered his body, you know, and I used a sledgehammer to break his bones and all this stuff, um, and flushed him down the toilet and it, you know, kind of silly kid stuff. But over time, uh, those same things turned into, uh, a real ritual, you know, and I, um, I began keeping bones, bleaching their bones, keeping skulls. Uh, but my main thing, I guess what you want to take away is that I would find men that I found attractive and I would take them back to my home, tell them I'd give them 50 bucks like to hang out or to take nude photos. It was always 50 bucks. Um, except once when there was a group of three dudes and I offered them a hundred, which like, if you do the math, like I'm saving money, <laughs> but so they'd come back to my house and we'd do a little kissing canoodling and then I'd drug them, strangle them to death, have sex with their bodies, jerk off on their corpses, whatever, um, uh, whatever I was into at the time, blow on, which is difficult, I gotta say, with a corpse. You know, it is difficult. You'd think, oh, rigor mortis set in. No, it didn't. Um, so that was rough. It was a limp situation, generally, but I made it work. And then I would cut them up, and if they were cute enough, I'd save some body parts. Uh, mm. Sometimes I'd eat them, um, but always dismember, always drug and strangle, always keep the skull. Those are the main things about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where do I want to go from there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know, I can tell you my intention. Maybe that will help because, you know, I had a hard time in the trial. They decided that I wasn't insane that I wasn't a necrophiliac because I wanted my victims ideally to be alive, but unconscious. So they're like, Oh, he's totally fine. And like, he went through so much trouble to make sure the people were alone. There were no witnesses. So he can't be crazy, which to me makes no sense, but you know, whatever, fine. I'm not crazy. Um, but for me, I just wanted a companion you know, so I'm wondering what you think. Like, do you think I'm crazy or do you think I just wanted love? Yeah, well, 
That's tough. I mean, was there any part of you that was like you felt a little vindicated when they said you weren't crazy? Or (laughs) did you just want them to say that so that you wouldn't, you know, be put to death? You know, yeah, I well, there was no death penalty in that state at the time. So I knew that that wasn't going to happen. But I thought a psych facility might be a little cushier. You know what I mean? Maybe I could get away with more. Maybe I could um, still sexually assault some people in there or something. But so I didn't I wanted them to say I was crazy. But when they said I wasn't, you know, it, it did feel a little bit like, um, that validation I didn't get as a kid, you know, people Mm -hmm. didn't generally like me. Um, and I don't really know why, um, you know, in high school I drank beer and spirits, which really creeped people out. And I don't think that's that weird. Like, I don't, I don't know for me, that's not a weird thing, but people really took to that and, um, and didn't enjoy me. Well, the problem is those high schoolers just couldn't hang. Right? That's what I'm thinking. It's like, okay, maybe you did beer before liquor, and that's why you're thinking I'm weird. But, like, I know how it goes. Like, liquor before beer, obviously, and then you're fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that was it. But you know what I really enjoyed? I didn't love that they decided I wasn't crazy. But what I did love was that two of the jurors didn't think I committed any of the murders. Two of them just every time were like, no. He couldn't have done it. That guy right there who's saying that he did it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so wow. that was nice. I felt, like I, had, I felt like I had friends at that point. <laughs> I, I think if they, if they did a second trial, those guys would be found completely insane. <laughs> they might be. They might be. Uh, I, I don't know why they would be put on trial, but you don't usually do that to jurors <laughs> in a criminal case, but it, it's fun to imagine sometimes. Yeah, let's work on changing things up here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you think there's a line to be drawn between how lonely you were as a kid and how you wanted to collect, uh, you know, people, <sighs> bodies as an adult? I, I definitely think that those things are related. Um, you know, I started out, I just, I stole a mannequin and to me, I'm like, what kind of freak steals a mannequin, you know? And my grandma who I, who I lived with, she made me throw it out. Um, just because it was covered in cum, I guess. I don't know. She, she didn't like, she didn't like that I was gay. Like she kicked me out at one point. Um, after I killed, you know, 10 men in her home or whatever. And I, but I think it was, I think it was mostly because I was always bringing men home and she didn't like that. I was gay. She said she didn't like the smell that came from the cellar and she blamed mm-hmm. me for that. But it's like, I think it was more the gay thing, you know? Yeah. People were so homophobic back yeah. then. Absolutely. She was a hateful woman. You know, let me, but let me tell you this funny story. This was just, (laughs) 
a child, just a classic, you know, 20-something trying to get his rocks off living in grandma's house kind of story. So I once brought a guy up to my room and I'm like, hey, let's get down to business. Drink this. Don't worry about what's in it, you know? So Mm -hmm. he's slowly passing out. And then my grandma's like, Jeffy, do I hear you up there? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just me. But unfortunately, she knew that I brought a guy up. So couldn't kill this guy. So I just had to wait till he passed out. And then I dropped him off the local hospital like see oh sped off like <laughs> but that's one of my favorite memories with yeah. my grandma do you ever think yeah. about you know what could have been what it would have been like to strangle that guy oh absolutely i'm like maybe he would have been the one that i wouldn't have strangled and dismembered and you know kept his skull like maybe something different would have happened this time maybe a little bit of magic you know mm-hmm. Um, maybe he would have come back to life after I killed him, you know. <laughs> what, was that what you were going for with these rituals? <laughs> you know, I didn't know what I was going for, but let me tell you, I am a very spiritual person. I um, Are you religious? I Well, in prison, I became a born-again Christian, and I was oh, baptized. Okay. So, so, yes. But at this time in my life, I kind of practiced my own religion. You know, I was... um working on creating an altar, a a shrine of all the men I'd killed in my home. And uh, my plan now, tell me if this is cool as fuck or cool as fuck, because what I was going to do was put all the body parts of these dudes around, put paste up a bunch of the Polaroids that I took of these dudes in in compromising positions, you know, <laughs> very sexy stuff. I was going to hang that up. I was going to display their skulls, put some incense around, maybe take one of the severed hands I kept, put a little incense stick in it, put some blue lights in the skulls, and then sit back in my black leather chair and just watch. You know what I mean? Maybe meditate a little bit. That was my yeah. plan. Can you picture that? Do you enjoy I that? I totally imagery? can picture that. Um, you know, it's not for me necessarily, but I, I kind of, I, I kind of feel you that back then, you know, you you want to pick and choose from all the different religions. Maybe not, you know, one of them is going to fit you a hundred percent, but you could pick, you know, like satanic altars, um, you know, hippie incense, right. that kind of thing. You pick and choose and, and put it together the way you want it to be. Yeah. I, I was going to include a stone Buddha in the middle there just because i am you know i'm a very zen person so i feel like that would have been nice a nice touch but greggy okay so this isn't your thing okay blah, blah, blah. but if i give you 50 bucks will you just come over and <laughs> hang out for a bit <laughs> you might find you like it <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm not making any promises, but I do. I love 50 bucks. That's like one of my top favorite amounts of money. Right. See, and that's all you have to offer people to get them to do what you want. Let me tell you a little story. Okay. This is about the man who murdered me. So I, (laughs) I was murdered in prison, unfortunately, by a rude man named Christopher Scarver. Um, 
he was an alcoholic and he was schizophrenic and he didn't approve of my supposed crimes or whatever. Um, so one day in prison, me and Christopher Scarver and Jesse Anderson are cleaning the gym toilet. And this dude, this dude's like, Hey, did you kill such and such and do whatever? And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck do you care? And he's like, I do fucking care. And he hit me, hit me with a pipe. Now, this is, I mean, I'm not judging this guy like things happen, but I don't think he was even ever planning on like preserving my bones or anything like that in any way. So it's just like, what's the point? I just don't get his intention. Um, and he killed Jesse Anderson too. And I'll tell you more about that in a bit because that's very upsetting. Jesse Anderson was a great guy. But so, um, so Christopher Scarver, the reason I bring him up, I, you know, I, I tell you about the murder, but the reason I bring him up relates to me offering people $50 to come hang out or let me photograph them nude or whatever. So he was a, uh, trainee carpenter. Okay. And he was promised a job upon completing the carpentry program. And guess what? Dude didn't follow through on it. He didn't get the job when he was done. So he marched into this dude's office who actually the guy didn't even work there anymore. It was a different guy, but he was like, whatever, you know, I'm pissed. So he mm -hmm. walks in and he's like, yo, I'm going to need some money. Guess how much money this guy gives him? Oh, wow. Fifteen dollars. Oh. Okay. So what's he do? He shoots the guy in the head and he says, uh, really? Do you think I'm kidding? Mr. <laughs> Hitler, I'm going to need more money than that. And that's true that he said that, and it didn't catch on like no shit Sherlock, but I prefer, are you kidding me, Mr. Hitler? Um, so, so he said that, he shoots, did he, he said that after he shot him or before? I think he said it after because there was another guy in the room, so he was like oh, trying okay. to play it like okay. a big dog. So then to the other guy, he's like, yo, I'm going to need some more money. And the dude's like, fuck off. So he shoots the already dead guy two more times, which to me is like, well, what are you even doing? Like, that's weird. Like, that's, that's a purely symbolic gesture. That's like me getting the 16 life sentences I have. It's like, okay, give me the one and then be done with it. Like, what do you even like to the victim's families? Like, oh, 16 life. Like, you guys are idiots. You know what I mean? I only have one, but okay, whatever. So she shoots this guy two more times, and then the other dude's like, here, take $3,000, which is pretty cool, honestly. He should have just thrown him a 50, and I think Scarborough <laughs> right. would have been fine with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you got to go at least 50. You can't go 15. That's insulting. No, there's no so. way I'd go to your house for $15. <laughs> right? No. I'm a serial killer. I'm a known serial killer. That would be foolish. <laughs> well, I do know, know two guys that don't think that you are, so. <laughs> My BFFs. I love those <laughs> men. <laughs> well, you do have those 16 life sentences and you are dead. Are you, is, do they still have your body in like prison? What's going on there? No, that's the thing. That's what's so silly about it. It's like, I could see if you were like 
thinking that would happen. Like, well, in their future lives or in heaven, they'll be in jail. But it's like, dude, no, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, if we have Mm -hmm. to forego our earthly possessions or whatever, like, I also have to forego my earthly jail time. Like, it's not, it wouldn't make sense to have one without the other. So, like, no, I'm cool. I am cool as a cute (laughs) at this point. (laughs) I'm up here hanging with, with Jesse Anderson, as a matter of fact. Oh, who okay. I, I am going to insist on telling you about because I promised that I would. Oh, um, right, right, right. Him. Yes, please do. <laughs> I promised <laughs> him that I would. Okay. <laughs> he wants some recognition. So this guy was just a great guy. I got to tell you, he had three kids. Um, he was married twice. Um, but you know, is that a crime? Is divorce a crime now? Like, please don't judge him for, for having too much love to give. Um, Your grandma probably wouldn't have liked it. No. Well, like I said, grandma's a bad person. She just is, you know, it's just who she is. But Jesse Anderson was not, you know, he, he was, he was a member of the Lions Club. And, and no, I don't know what that is, but I assume it's like a moose lodge type of thing. It sounds like it, it's notable. Like you probably put it on a resume, so it must be something good. Um, and he uh, volunteered at a church. I mean, he was just a great guy. And this is the saddest thing. Now, let me tell you something. He had one, one, count them, one life sentence. Okay, with the possibility of parole after 60 years. So this guy was not a bad guy. You know, he was not a bad guy. One life sentence does not a bad guy make. So here's what happened. This is actually really sad. So he went out to dinner at TGI Fridays with his wife. And at the end of the night, he stabbed her in the face five times. And then he stabbed himself in the chest five times. And he said two black guys did it. Now, this is, I mean, to me... It's a crime of passion, you know, um, which is always, I think passion is always a good thing. But he had his story down pat. He told the police, check it out. Two black guys did this to us. One of them was wearing a Clippers hat. I knocked it off his head. Here's the hat to prove it. Now, how can this plan go wrong, right? Well, unfortunately, the college kid that sold him the hat was a bit of a fink. And it's like, I mean, he told the cop, no, I sold it to that Jesse Anderson guy. Okay, really? How is it like, how does this even affect you? That's like when someone who like doesn't even work at Target is like, oh, I saw someone stealing. And I like, why do you care? (laughs) Leave him alone. You know, it's just he's a busybody. Maybe Jesse gave the hat to the guy and then knocked it off his head and then that pissed him off. That would be even sadder. (laughs) He gave this guy a hat and then he goes and kills him and his wife? Like, I just gave you a hat, dude. Friggin' ingrate. Jeez. God. I I think that's the guys that should be in jail for, you know, life plus 60 or life with parole at 60 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Except for Jesse actually did commit the murder, though. Yeah, he did. But he was cool. (laughs) I got to tell you, he was a cool Uh, guy. 
<laughs> but you guys get you you got along really well with him. Oh, I love Was it because Jesse. he was a father? You know what? I never thought about that. But yet, like, I... Okay, well, let me tell you my story about why I don't like fathers. This is how I know. So, once I see this dude, and he's, like, cute as hell, and I'm like, let's get to getting, right? Mm-hmm. And then... I get him back to my place, get him unconscious, and suddenly I'm just not attracted to him. Turns out this guy has a kid. This is the first guy I've been with with a kid, right? Yeah. And I was just like, no, I am not feeling it. So I just, you know, drilled a hole in his head, strangled him to death, like dismembered his body, kept his skull, jerked off on his limbs. And like, I was out of there. You know what I mean? Just not attached at all. Like I took some Polaroids of, of him in suggestive positions, but then I was done. Done. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, I'm not not attracted to dads, but even though I think they're great, yeah. great people. Dads are mm-hmm. great. I'm kind of backtracking a little, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I heard this story about how you went to uh, prom with this young lady, but you just dropped her off at prom and then went and ate hamburgers and then came back to get her afterwards. Um, were you just really hungry or <laughs> was it the idea of spending the you know time with a young lady? What was it that you didn't like about prom? Well, no, I mean, prom was fine. I just, I mean, a man gets hungry, you know what I mean? And a man is gay. So it's like, I didn't really, like, I wasn't crazy about going to the prom with this girl. And I mean, I think, I think she got it. I think she at least, um, I don't think it hurt her self-esteem too much, you know? I wasn't, I wasn't actively trying to hurt her. I'm also, I'm, um... I'm kind of an artiste with food, so sometimes you just have to get those creative juices flowing. And the way I do that sometimes is by eating hamburgers and then creating um, faux severed limbs out of, like, tater tots and ketchup, you know? Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. That Yeah, that's a thing that I do. I'm actually a bit of a prankster. <laughs> so uh, in high school, all the people who didn't like me did like my pranks. And they called it uh, pulling a Dahmer whenever mm-hmm. someone would <laughs> bleat. <laughs> that was a thing I did, which was very funny and a great prank. And I would also pretend to have cerebral palsy and pretend to have seizures. And it was just people ate it up, you know, and then, and then I would form severed limbs out of, out of food and put ketchup on it for blood. And it was, it was fun. I was just, I was just trying to be a part of the in crowd, but unfortunately that's part of what got me killed. Um, because Christopher Scarver thought that was tasteless when I did that in prison. Um, but I yeah. thought it was tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do, you could do the c- cerebral palsy uh, seizure jokes in the '70s, but it, it didn't fly so well in the '90s. When you... Right. Ooh, I did not think of that time, David. That's true. See, I was reliving my high school days. Like that was when I 
was a shining star. You know, I, um, in high school, I was a tennis star. Did you know that? Because I was, um, I was also in band for a short time, but certainly worth mentioning, I would say. Um, I know you uh, lifted weights a lot in high school. Oh, of course. I mean, you've seen my body, right? (laughs) Have you seen it? Oh yeah, you're doing good. I can send you pictures. Like it's really taut, you Uh know. And yeah, I wore glasses, but not like the nerdy kind. More like the sexy teacher kind, you know. You know, Jeffy, I wouldn't mind seeing those pictures. I've actually got fifty bucks if you. (laughs) I want to come over later. Oh, my God. Greggy, that is scandalous. Um, <laughs> I actually, I could use that 50 bucks because, you know, all it takes is one guy who actually leaves with the 50 bucks. Like if I somehow <laughs> like grandma catches us and he gets away with it and then I have no more bucks. Like I do not. I don't just have 50 flying around, you know, I was lying to them. Um, so easy to make $50 promises when you're planning on killing the people. <laughs> but that would be great, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. I'll send you those photos. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, you were also in the army for a while. Uh, you, I was. You were in Germany, and I, I think you were able to not kill anybody the entire time you were in the army. Well, I was a medic. Um, I was a medic in Germany, so I didn't kill anyone, but I did rape a couple soldiers (laughs) and I was eventually discharged from the army, but honorably. So it kind of worked out for me. Mm -hmm. So was it tough not to kill anybody or? Well, no, because I mean, okay, as a medic, my job is to save lives, but... But, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't always do a great job. And sometimes mm-hmm. that wasn't accidental. Okay. Know? So people did die on my watch for sure. Okay. This wasn't in the same way. Plus you were in Germany. It's all white guys there anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Gross. It's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Almost as bad as dad's. Almost as bad as dad's, for sure. Although, really, my, you know, I'll kill whoever as long as they got a great bod. Like, that's really my main thing. Like, I just want love from someone who's really, really good looking and fit. Well, I think I'd be safe around you then. (laughs) Hey, don't talk about yourself like that. Come on. (laughs) You're right. You would kill me. (laughs) that's the spirit but no you have kids you have kids so i would i would kill you but i would only minimally jerk off on your body you know um it would be like once or twice and then that's it like then you're going down the toilet and i'm gonna pulverize your bones well it's nice to know that i could you know get it one or two out of you it's good to feel sexy, you, still you know. Got it. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what was your total, all told? Uh, how many guys did you get? Well, I I confess to seventeen. 
Um, and then afterwards, you know, they, they tried to pin a whole bunch of other ones on me and I'm like, chill out. Like what? I don't, I don't remember that. Like, I feel like it was just 17, but even if it was more like, what are you going to do? Add more life sentences on like, just get over it. You know what I mean? Like to the victim's families, take a chill pill. Um, there's just no reason to even think about how many it was, but it was to me in my heart, it was 17. However many it, it really was, it doesn't matter. Christopher Scarver is going to kill you anyway. Right, right. And then he's going to write a tell all book about it because the motherfucker ain't got no class. And <laughs> and then he's going to have a fucking blog about it. I mean, really, okay, in his book, he was like, Oh, I didn't really know Dahmer in prison, but he was unpopular with the other inmates. Well, I, who says who says that? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Were you like a celebrity in jail? I mean, you you did that uh, interview on TV and stuff. I mean, I wasn't a celebrity, but I mean, Scarver wasn't the first person to try to kill me, you know? Another guy put a razor blade in a toothbrush and tried to slit my throat, and I was fine. I mean, I didn't even hardly get hurt, but that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't, like, somewhat famous, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, did you and Stone Phillips stay in touch? <laughs> Stone Phillips wrote me a couple times. He, he like you, asked me to send him nudes, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm in jail. Like, I don't have them with me. It just made no sense. Um, the guy's an idiot, so I had to stop writing him. He's starting to get creepy, you know? <laughs> oh, I hate that. Guys yeah. catch feelings. <laughs> yeah, he was catching feelings big time, man. I'm like, I ain't about that right now, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get it <laughs> i can tell you've been you've been a ladies man at a certain time in your life right oh you know i've dabbled i i, I haven't jerked off in any corpses i can tell you that but uh, uh, you should try you know it. i've got my own things oh boy it's literally my favorite thing i really think you should try <laughs> it and great now i'm not i'm not trying to preach to you but it's something that has brought me so much joy that I want to share it with you and everyone I meet. Okay? I'm telling you that as a friend. And I'm sorry to get serious here, but you're, you're, I like you, you know? You're a friend of mine, Greggy. You just want me to be happy. I just want you to be happy. And you know what? <laughs> hmm. I, this is bringing up some rough feelings for me, though, um, because the last friend I had completely fucked me over, <laughs> okay? Oh, can really? Can I please, can I tell you the story, Greggy? Would you mind? Please do. No, yes. Okay. Okay, so I meet this, this hottie, right? It's actually a group of three dudes, and I'm like, yo, I'll give you guys a hundred bucks to come, like, fuck with my butthole, or, or like, whatever. <laughs> like, I just tell people what they want to hear. So, like, if I feel like this is a butthole crowd, I'll go butthole. Or if I feel like they just, like, want to drink, I'll say, like, let's party, you know? So I asked these dudes if they want to come to my house for a hundred bucks, which I think, like, who would say no to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, I'm offering you money to hang out. Like, why would you not do that? So only one of the dudes is into it, but he's the coolest one anyway. He's like totally cute and like really good personality, like super funny. 
So he comes back with me and we're like making out, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, hey, have you seen my tropical fish? And he looks and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, made you look, motherfucker. And I handcuff him, right? Mm -hmm. So my plan is to, you know, drug him, strangle him, whatever. But he is a little uncomfortable with the whole situation, even though I totally did, like I set the mood, I brought him into my room and I had exorcist three going on the TV and I already had a corpse on the bed. So like, I mean, I thought he'd be into it and he was like, can we just go back in the living room with like the AC and chill out and just like, Ooh, these handcuffs are going to be tough like when I have to use the bathroom so can you please take them off and I was like dude that makes sense to me you know and he was like we're friends like let's just chill out on the couch so I was like yeah I took off the handcuffs let him go to the bathroom he came back out in the living room and we were just chilling in the AC and then motherfucker punches me Okay, wait a minute. Are we not friends? Crazy. Out of nowhere. Then he runs out of the house, gets some cops, says, this freak handcuffed me. Like, what the fuck, dude? And that's what gets me caught because these cops come in my house. This one cop, Rolf. His first name is Rolf, which is a crazy (laughs) name. Not even Ralph. It's R-O-L-F. That's a Like the dog on the Muppets. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what are you doing being a cop? Like, that makes no sense. Go eat bacon strips, motherfucker. So (laughs) he comes to my house and he's digging around my shit because he's like, it smells in here. So he's like rifling through my drawers. He finds all my Polaroids of, you know, unconscious dudes being sexy, but also just like body parts. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? And then he looks in my fridge, sees a severed head. And I'm like, Okay, chill out. And and he's and he's not freaking at this point, but then he finds three more severed heads and he's like, Ugh! and it's like it's just totally killed my vibe. Like remember a minute ago I was hanging out with a new friend mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden I'm gonna go to jail. Yeah, and probably your face hurts. Oh right. Yes, but let me tell you what kind of person I am. I wasn't even thinking about my my face. I was thinking about my friend's hand. Oh, wow. Because that can hurt your hand, too. Okay? And you didn't even think about pressing charges against him. No. Oh, my God. Greggy, until you said it just now, that never crossed my mind. That never crossed my mind. I could have totally been like, Rolf, look at what this guy did to me. And he would have been on my side, I think. But that's not who I am. Just stepped up all around. I'm just sick of being rejected. Yeah. I'm sorry, Greggy. People can be so fake, you know? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> so many people are so fake. Like beyond that mannequin that I stole. Like uh, like a living people are fake. Like okay. <laughs> Let me just tell you the the bathhouse that I used to go to all the time. There was like a place that I chilled at constantly. Um af- they fucking kicked me out because I drugged 12 guys there. Like I but what like we were chill i just it's just fake it's just fake fakeness (laughs) like 12 guys at one time or like they knew 
No, all different time, different day, you oh, know, okay. different guy, different day. Yeah. But it's like, I just feel like that was just one of my many Dahmer flubs. You know, uh-huh. like, uh, there's so many embarrassing things. Like, I don't even know if I should tell you. It's like so, so embarrassing. Like, okay, all right. <clears throat> don't laugh, though, please. Okay. About I'm gonna the try things it. I'm going to tell you. Cause it's... Okay. Okay. So, this, like, early in my killing years, I read about an 18-year-old who died. I read about it in the paper. And I thought, maybe if I dig up his body, I can, like, have sex with it. So, I went to the cemetery, tried to dig him up. Guess what? Soil is hard. I didn't know that. I know it now. So, I had to stop. I had to give up. And I just felt like this is just me ending up lonely again. Right? And that's not even the worst one. There's... Once I tried to dry a severed head in the oven and it exploded egg on my face, right? (laughs) So dumb. Another time I jerked off in front of some little kids and they told on me and I, and I had to tell the cops like, Oh, I was peeing and I didn't know anyone was there. And it's like embarrassing. You just feel stupid, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. Those things had to happen to you, Jeffrey. Thank you. Do you think that guy that got you caught, do you think he even had to pee when he asked you to unhandcuff him? You know what? You know what's weird? Okay, so here's what he actually did. He asked me to pee, right? And then he came back out and we were chilling for a minute. And then he's like, yo, can I go to the bathroom again? And I was like, yeah. And I didn't even think anything of it. Like, sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes you pee and then it's like the floodgates open. Like, you have to pee again a minute later. Because you, like, had Mm -hmm. a bunch of beer or something. Like, you broke the seal. So, like, I trusted him enough to let him pee twice within, like, a five-minute period. And it was the second time he came out of the bathroom that he actually hit me. I didn't want to tell you that initially because, again, Dom or Flub, it's embarrassing. (laughs) But now now I don't don't really know if he had to pee. I mean, I hope he did at least one of the times. Uh Honestly, I I can't say that that is, uh, you know, your mess up. I don't think it's wrong to trust people, you know. That yeah. was on him. He was the one that fucked up there. Thank. I mean, I feel like sometimes experiences like that just like turn you into a bitter person. Like, like I dated this dude, right, named Anthony Sears. He was an aspiring model, and like because I felt like he was too good for me, like he was the best looking guy I'd ever been with. Like he was the first guy who I didn't just keep his skull. I also kept his dick because he was that special to me, you know? Um, and this guy, like, I felt like he was better than me. So to take him down a notch, I would say to myself in my head, more like Anthony Kmart, because you'd be like a catalog model, if anything, <laughs> even though I don't feel that way about him, you know, but I just like, didn't want to be rejected. It was just defense mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you end up murdering him and uh, tricking off on his corpse? Well, yeah, of course. Like I said, I kept his <laughs> I kept his dick in the freezer. Yeah, I kept his skull and I kept his scalp and I'd wear it as a wig. And it didn't look that good on me, but you know, it didn't look that bad either. <laughs> you never know until you try. You don't know. That's such a good <laughs> lesson to learn. You don't know. Just like you with jerking off on corpses. Like you don't know unless you try and let me watch. I'll give you 50 bucks. You know, it's just one of those things. 
Okay. Well, you're starting to sell um, me on it. I mean, it, <laughs> it sounds great at this point. Good. But, you know, but, you know, those experiences just, they don't, they just, they don't always go well. You know, you want to jerk off on a corpse and, and then, and then you're embarrassing yourself in some way the next minute, you know? So I'm not saying it's like a dream life. Is there anything else you wanted to get to or you want to get to the podcast part? Um, this this is a thing that I do need you to know. This is another thing. Th- and this is going to happen when you drug people. I accidentally drank one of the drinks that I drugged. I drank it and then he stole some of my clothes. He stole my watch and he stole 300 bucks from me. That's six. Oh, geez. Like what the fuck? <laughs> do you know what I could do with that money? But it's just, I mean, again, just embarrassing. So embarrassing. Oh man. But yeah. I, uh, I think that's it. Okay. Well then let's, uh, take a little break and then we'll talk about the podcast. This week, I just want to tell you about one of the funniest people on the internet. Uh, she's my friend, Valerie Bryant. And if you check out her Twitter and her Tumblr, you will be glad you did. I guarantee it. Uh, just go to her Tumblr. It's genuine horror. Both words spelled exactly the way you assume they would be. Um, and then her Twitter is XOValerieXO. Also the standard spelling. If you somehow don't know how to spell either of those things, uh, you can look in the description of this episode and it will be there. And uh, go check that out. She's a very funny person. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you like to laugh. So you're going to enjoy this Tumblr and this Twitter. Otherwise, uh, it would be great if you would go to iTunes and leave an iTunes review. Five stars if you want, if you think it's good. Uh, less stars if you think it's bad. I don't care. Just write a little review on there. That would be wonderful. I would really appreciate that. All the other stuff, Twitter, all that, that's all in the description. And if you could tell a friend about the podcast as well, that would be great. I would really enjoy that. Uh, let's get back to the show because this is a really juicy one. They actually exchanged letters while they were in uh while albert fish was in prison they exchanged a lot of letters and this letter uh that henry's gonna read right now this is a letter that albert fish wrote to his stepdaughter on the occasion of her 18th birthday now again remember albert fish was sexually compulsively writing letters it was a sexual thing as well so the beginning of this letter starts with saying i wish i could send you 20 dollars so you could buy a new watch but I just bit off this dude's penis in prison. I, get, I had to give him my I 20 I had to give him $20 because <laughs> now the price keeps going up. Right, of course, inflation. <laughs> my Every God. time. Dearest, sweetest Mary, daddy step kitty. So my sweet little big girly will be 18 on the 28th. I wish I could be there. You know what you would get from your daddy? I would wait until you were in bed. Then give you 18 good hard smacks on your behind. You speak of being at the big games fun. Here in New York City, there's nearly always some kind of game going on. In the public schools and all of the YMCAs, they have large swimming pools. If a man or a boy wants to use this pool, he must take all of his clothes off and go in bare naked. There is one of the largest pools in the U.S. in the west side at YMCA. 
and sometimes there were over 200 men and boys, all of them naked. Any boy or man can go in and see them for 25 cents. Now you know how sweet honey bunch that most all girls like to see a boy naked, especially the big boys. Do you know, sweet Mary, what the girls do to get in and see the show? Many of them have boyish bobs. They dress up in their brother's clothes, put on a cap, and go to the Y. Quite often, a boy will come out of the water and stand so close to a girl dressed in boy's clothes, she can and does touch his naked body. Be careful, all of you, my sweet kitties. Don't go outdoors in the snow unless you have on rubbers. Now listen, my little miss, don't you keep me waiting so long for another of your sweet dear letters. If you do, someday I shall come out there again and give you another sound spanking. You know where? I mean, it's like uh, if your if your earbuds unplugged from your work computer uh, during that, I apologize for you being terminated immediately. So this week, Jeffrey Dahmer and I listened to last podcast on the left, episode two hundred and thirty-four. Uh, this one was, as I said before, suggested by Skizalo. Actually, in my mind, I always pronounce that name as Skizalo, but I think it probably is Skizalo. I had no idea though. I'll, I'll spell it for you. In case you want to look him up on Twitter, he's at S-K-I-Z-E-L-O. And he's a good dude. Um, I don't know. He's a little bit of a sicko because he suggested that we listen to this podcast. And these guys, they like to get together and talk about serial killers and make a lot of jokes. And uh, Jeffrey, I'm sorry that you had to listen to, you had to sit through this sicko, Albert Fish's episode. It was disturbing. Truly. Mm-hmm. For me. Like the pushing pens in yourself and eating shit and yeah. all that stuff. That wasn't Ew. anything you were ever interested in. No. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're eating poop and drinking pee? Like, bleh. why would you do that? I mean, I understand the eating people's butts and stuff part. Like, who hasn't done that? But why Why eat feces? It just makes no yeah. sense. It's gross. We, we kind of glossed over that but you you did eat people you you practice cannibalism yeah uh-huh yeah I, one of my nicknames was the milwaukee cannibal oh okay uh did you cook them first or yeah no yeah of course i mean you have to oh, right okay. i mean why would i i'm not i mean that would be gross to not right i don't know sounds gross yeah. to me i mean i'd have sex with an uncooked with uncooked viscera but i wouldn't <laughs> eat it I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to even suggest such a thing. Hmm, I think I might know the answer to this one, but uh, what kind of stuff are you extremely interested in, Jeffrey? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I love tennis. I love pranks. Um, alcohol. Mm, I, oh, I love alcohol. I <laughs> Yeah, for sure an alcoholic. I love having sex with dead bodies. Did you drink? (laughs) Did you drink so that you wouldn't think about killing or just because you love doing it? 
Yeah, that's what they tried to claim in my trial. Like, he felt so bad about killing these guys he had to drink. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm just also an alcoholic. And not, I don't feel bad. Yeah, but you can be two things. No. Yeah, you can be two things. Don't be a jerk, dude. <laughs> uh, personally, I'm super into podcasts. Uh, 50 bucks. <laughs> And nude pictures. Those are the three, three things I love. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Probably mint chocolate chip. Just kind of classic. Mm -hmm. Classic flavor. Mm -hmm. There's not a funny story behind it or anything. <laughs> do you think that people <laughs> that like vanilla or chocolate the best are boring? Or do you not have an opinion on that? Uh, I do. I do think it's a little boring. I think it's a little vanilla. Um, it is a little boring to me, but I'm also, I'm not here to judge people's like freaky shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if, if eating vanilla ice cream gets you off, like go for it. You'd probably get off a lot better if you were jerking off on the corpses, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. But teach his own freak. What's your favorite flavor? My favorite ice cream flavor. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't really care about ice cream that much. Um, <laughs> Who's the real sicko here, then? Yeah, right. That's that's no the terrible cream. answer, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's the answer that sucks. But yeah, I don't really <laughs> care one way or another. I think all ice cream flavors are pretty good, and if you give me a bowl of ice cream, I'll eat. You know, whatever you put in front of me. But okay. Uh, also, I would not. You know, pick ice cream for myself. I wouldn't. I just got to say, don't tell Albert Fish, put a bowl of whatever in front of me and I'll eat it, right? Because what's he going to give you? I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't mean to be gross, but, you know, <laughs> in all honesty. <laughs> yeah. My, my questions are pretty dumb this week because uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to steer clear of asking things directly having to do with the subject matter because it was pretty rough. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. And I wasn't sure if I was going to have that mugger guy here. So uh, <laughs> I, I had to be a little careful, but. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to uh, steer clear of all the child murder and stuff, <laughs> right? You're like, yeah. how do I talk about Albert Fish without going into his sexual perversions <laughs> and child molestation and torture and <laughs> murder? Right. You know, one thing that I did like about this podcast, I really loved it, was uh, how they had a cute little pet name for child molestation. That was fun. What was it? I don't remember. The, the guy would say, like, moleste in a weird way or something oh, like that. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have fun with it. It fit with the subject because Albert Fish called little boys' penises monkeys. <laughs> so I feel like that goes right along with it. They were just getting in his head, you know, like in mm -hmm. that mindset. <laughs> I wonder if Albert Fish invented the, uh, the popular phrase, spanking the monkey. Oh, Jesus. He definitely did. Like, now that you say <laughs> that, there's no way he didn't. <laughs> he was very into spanking and very into monkeys. <laughs> That's so. true. I wonder if he wrote the script for that film. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs>
How much of your day would you say you spend prancing in front of a mirror? Well, unless I'm wearing the scalp of a very attractive aspiring model, I'm not really one for looking in the mirror too much. You know, like I know that I got it, so I do flaunt it, but not to myself. <laughs> I spend a lot of my day prancing for sure. That's most <laughs> the, the biggest way that I get from you know place to place. But uh, I, I tend not to just hang out in front of the mirror. It's like, okay, I'll just yeah. take a quick look, make sure the hair is looking okay, and then I'm on my way. Then yeah, I prance how are you right gonna get anything it. done? Yeah, you know you look good. Just get out there and prance. Let the world <laughs> be your mirror. You know what I mean? Has your dad given you any nicknames? Has my dad? Oh. <laughs> I, I, Albert Fish's dad calling him stick in the mud. <laughs> like when he's like five years old or younger is like the greatest thing I've ever heard. And also his nickname of, uh, what was it? Ham and cheese? Ham and eggs? Yeah, ham and eggs. <laughs> so good. I never had a nickname that good. Um, I like the Milwaukee cannibal. I like the Milwaukee monster. Um, mm. but my dad, my dad didn't call me anything unusual, you know? Yeah. He seemed like kind of a straightforward guy. He was. Yeah. He was a little boring as far as analytic chemists go. Th that is crazy to me that his, people called him ham and eggs. So he changed his name from Hamilton <laughs> to Albert. I know. And then you think he could just, you could call him like Albacore Tuna or something. Like, it's not <laughs> like you, you can come up with a nickname for any name. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. He thought that was going to save him. That's really, it's not that ruthless of a nickname, but maybe in 1910 or whatever it was, it was a rough one. Uh, Greggy is actually a nickname of mine. My name is actually uh, <sighs> Gregward Greginald Hochstetler, and my dad did was the first one to call me Greggy. Oh wow! And I thought about changing my name because I really did hate it. Um, <laughs> my my brother Charles would, uh, you know, call me Greggy in a very mean voice, like Greggy, oh. Greggy. That's the way he sounded, and still sounds Ooh. to this day. You know, you could say any name in that voice, though. Right. You know, that's I feel the... like if you changed it. That's what I would yeah. do. I would run the possible names past my my brother <laughs> um, just to see if he could, you know, come up with something. Uh, my first choice was <laughs> Dick, and he would call me Dicky Dicky in that voice. Um, I don't know yeah, why that was my first choice. because no Yeah. You think there's no <laughs> way he can make fun of this name. <laughs> he somehow found a way. <laughs> and then my second one, I wanted to name myself after my favorite planet, Uranus. And <laughs> that one didn't work either. What did he call you then? He, he would just say it in the voice, Uranus, Uranus. Yeah. And, um... What about and BJ? Actually, Did you ever try out BJ? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Don't be silly. Uh, what was the... Well, that doesn't make sense. It's, uh, what was the know. orphanage you were raised in like? <laughs> that was one of your questions for me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you think I was an orphan before we started talking? Yeah, like, uh, like I said, I'm not a big, uh, 
I'm not a big serial killer guy, so I didn't yeah. know all the specifics. But, you know, you talked about your mom and your dad. So it's like, no, he, of course he didn't live in an orphanage. Yeah, you know, I'm not offended, but I feel like orphans should be offended. <laughs> like, I don't know. You assume all serial killers are orphans. <laughs> well, Albert Fish was raised in an orphanage. Only for a couple years, though, like because his mom didn't have a job or whatever. Yeah. But I guess that was enough. He saw spanking and he was like, yep, into oh boy. it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the voice they used for Albert Fish. It seemed accurate, <laughs> right? That like creepy old man. It's yeah. Very, very good. And they called him the Gray Man. That was one of his nicknames. Yeah. Very creepy, very creepy nickname. And I just, I don't know if you know what Albert Fish looks like. Did you look him up? I didn't. Should I do yeah, that? Yeah, he really is a creepy looking person. I forgot that he, for some reason I thought, you know, oh, okay, here he is. Yeah, I guess so. He looks like, uh, also... he looks like the old guy in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah see and that guy was supposed to appear creepy so mm -hmm. it works it really they did a good job that's then what it turned looks out like he actually loved his granddaughter just like albert fish oh geez i know i loved how they kept emphasizing that in the episode like that he was so good to his daughters. It's like, no, he, no, there's no way. Like, <laughs> yeah, then they actually and, read the, the letter that he sent about, you know, yeah. going and looking at naked boys in the YMCA. Yeah, do anything you can to look at these nude boys. You'll love it. Also, if I were with you, I would spank your butt because it's your birthday. <laughs> like, okay, no, I don't think he was a great dad to his daughters. No. <laughs> Uh, what's the longest it's ever taken you to find a job? Huh, I don't know. I've had a lot of different jobs. I um I worked at a chocolate factory. I was a phlebotomist. Oh, yeah, so your your uh army medic skills that that helped you with uh, your phlebotomy? You know, I guess so. I I guess that stuff stuck with me and actually did help my future. I thought I thought that was like nothing, just, you know, uh, something I did to, to please my father. But you're right. That helped me with my phlebotomy job that I had for 10 months. <laughs> my dream job. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have a job you really enjoyed or was it all just working for the weekend? Yeah, I think it was just working for the weekend. I was just waiting to, uh, you know, get with some dudes because I was constantly taking days off like... Like, I took a day off of work to dismember two bodies once, and that was just, you know, a vacay. Um, I took 10 days off for Easter, which I don't think is normal. I don't think that's something you're really allowed to do. Um, <laughs> I used chloroform on a dude for the first time, and it was so, like, bleh, it just made me feel weird. So I took a day off for that, and then I got fired. But it's oh. like, I mean, whatever. I just... I didn't care, but I needed money. Like, I never made that much money, so I had to live in a bad neighborhood, which is, you know, scary. It's scary. <laughs> like, you don't know what's around the corner, you know, but... Yeah. There's some real sickos out there, and you have to be careful. 
Right. Yeah. I don't want to be naive and be like, you know, everything's fine. Or, or maybe, oh, I already know, like, I'm the one sicko on this block, so who can get me? <laughs> like, that's, like, egotistical. You know, I, I watched that show Dexter, and so I always assume that there's another serial killer out there that's, like, just like you and wants to become your friend. Was that ever the case? Uh, you know, I, I don't think so, but, you know, the guy who murdered me, like, he'd killed a couple other people, so it's like maybe he was trying to become a serial killer. It's just hard to do in jail. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't know. Dexter was, you know, I think it's a little unrealistic because it's like how many serial killers are really in Miami? Are there, there's yeah. a new one every season. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes a person who's not even a killer and then Dexter hangs out with them for a week and they decide they want to kill people. It's a, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know if that's true to reality, but I, I, you know, at least not my reality. Yeah. That show a little crazy. A little nuts. <laughs> did you ever did you ever kill anybody because you knew they were a bad person? Or was it always, you know, sex stuff? It was always sex stuff. Um, I mean, maybe the time I killed the dad, you know what I mean? Because it's like, ugh. It's just, but that's not a bad person. That's more just like unattractive, which to me is very similar. But no, I, I was really just in it for the sex. I was so boring. Like, I feel... I feel like a broken record when I'm like, drugged, strangled, dismembered, kept their skull, but you know what I mean? Like it gets boring. Uh, and I know that, but that's just, that's who I am. I'm a, I'm routine oriented, you know, I'm a slave to my routine. I don't think that's a big, that big a deal. I mean, at least you're getting out there, you're meeting new people. Um, like a lot of people, they just get home from work and they sit in front of the TV and they watch reality television. Like, it's so uh, gross. Ugh. I can't stand people like that. I can't <laughs> stand them. <laughs> yeah, you were getting out to the clubs. You were getting out to the bathhouses. Um, new guy Absolutely. every night. Or at least 17 nights. <laughs> Except for when I was depressed. I was depressed for a while. After I, uh, after I couldn't couldn't get it up for that dad. Um, I didn't kill anybody for five months. Oof. And I even, I contemplated suicide. I did. Oh, geez. And then I came back stronger <laughs> than ever. <laughs> so don't worry about me. You know, it's all a part of my life's journey. Mm -hmm. Well, you couldn't kill yourself because how do you strangle yourself? You, Thank you for bringing me back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You are right. That is funny. You're you're a funny man, Greggy. I might uh, I might make an exception for for one dad out there, <laughs> or at least I'll try. <laughs> and if I still can't get it up, I'll at least strangle you and dismember you and jerk off on your corpse. <laughs> Again, broken record. Lit, 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 but that's my thing. So. <laughs> Have you ever made up your own game? Hmm. I mean, you know, faking seizures was a little bit of a game. <laughs> and uh, making dismembered body parts out of food was a little bit of a game. But nothing, uh, nothing compared to 
what was it called? Buck, buck, how many hands up? (laughs) (laughs) Never anything that creative as what Albert Fish created with his, with his kids or no, his, his wife's kids, (laughs) which is obviously creepier, but (laughs) pretty crazy. Do you think there's anybody in Milwaukee that still calls, you know, bleeding or doing pulling a Dahmer? <laughs> oh, I pray they do. I really hope they do, but I'm afraid that it's probably gone the way of Albert Fish's famous famous <laughs> phrase, spanking the monkey, where no one credits <laughs> that to me anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. The kids there just think Dahmer is a word now. They don't realize that that was your name. That's true. They may still say it, but not even know what they're saying. It's like when someone's like, don't Bogart that cigarette or whatever. And you're like, what is that even, (laughs) what are you saying? Like, I don't know what that means, but I've heard the term. I say cigarette instead of joint because I had innocent friends. Okay. The Um, the few friends I had were innocent. (laughs) That's so sweet. They were 14. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that pretty much brings me to the end of my questions because they're all um, (laughs) semi-dumb. All innocent. Yeah. So you want to just talk about the podcast for a little bit? What what do you think about it? Sure. Um, I thought it was really good. Initially, I was like, this is a little yelly, maybe. These guys are a little Mm -hmm. too excited. All, All three of them were very high energy. But then, you know, as the information came out on Albert Fish, that was very interesting. And then their jokes on it and their commentary was very interesting. Although one of the guys was always trying to make it like, he always claimed everything was normal that Albert Fish did. We'd be like, but that's (laughs) not that bad. We've all had a friend who did that. And I don't know if he's like being like playing a character a little bit, a guy who thinks stuff that's not normal is normal or if he's legitimately a little weird i don't know okay that guy uh, i'm gonna uh, a little full disclosure here when i found out you're gonna be on the podcast i went back and listened to a last podcast on the left episode about you jeffrey they actually did the three-part oh, series God. on you as well and that wow. guy that guy has such a boner for you i don't even think you would have to give him fifty dollars he what? would come over to your house anytime he was oh my God. He was all about talking about how cool you were as a teenager like because <laughs> you you wore like a an army jacket I guess and you would uh drink and you would listen to Black Sabbath and that guy thought you were oh awesome. That is so cool. And you know what? I totally agree with him. I think I was cool as hell as a teenager. Once, can I just tell you, like, this is, like, the coolest thing. Like, you know when you do something really cool and you're like, I can't tell people about this, but you really want to tell people? Well, now, Mm -hmm. like, what do I care? You know, I'm dead. I'm going to tell everybody. So (laughs) I was in class one day drinking gin. And a kid's like, what are you doing? What are you drinking gin? And I was like, this is my medicine. Oh, yeah. They talked about that on the podcast. They did? Yes. (laughs) Is that and he said that was another what? thing. That, yes, he he thought that was cool about you. <laughs> it is cool. Like, dude, they're saying, oh, Dahmer's an alcoholic. He said gin's his medicine. It's like, no, imagine, like, Jimi Hendrix said that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? You'd be like, fuck, yeah. Like, really cool. 
Yeah, I think they kind of saw you as a, a bit of a tragic figure. Like, you got mm. um, death and killing mixed up when your uh, your sexual urges when you're a, a young man, and that kind of mm. uh, that's their little theory. I don't appreciate the psychoanalysis from this <laughs> bunch of jabronis, but. I, you know, I like that they like me. That's still, mm-hmm. it's still good news, but I don't need them to pick me apart or whatever. Yeah. I'm just, I'm happy, you know? The podcast definitely seems very talk radio-y to me. Like, the one guy, oh, yeah. he, he mentioned that he's a, like a career radio guy. Oh. The, the, that really high energy guy is a, a comedian. I think he writes for, uh that your pretty face is going to hell show on Adult Swim. Oh. And then the third okay. guy is the research guy and the, the really loud laughing guy. Okay. And I don't know what he does. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't know. The guy's name is like Henry Zabrowski or something. But he um, he had an episode of The Characters on Netflix, that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, part of it was very good and then some of it wasn't that good. But, um, you know, I love like I prefer Impractical Jokers because I'm more of a prank person. (laughs) But I thought that was that was pretty enjoyable. I think we'll just get to ratings then. unless there was there anything else you wanted to say about the podcast. I unfortunately didn't write notes about the podcast, but I thought (laughs) I thought so much of it was so funny. And um, and I thought it was so interesting, like, uh. I listened to the other parts of the Albert Fish one, too. Yeah. Um, I thought part one was the best, but it was just, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I actually do want to listen to this now, but I can't think of specifics, but I did like it. Oh, I've got one more question on my notes. Uh, How many of the seven minutes of reading names did you listen to? Uh, The Patreon (laughs) names at the end. Unfortunately, I listened to all seven minutes. (laughs) I listened to all of it. I... I listen in the car, so I just, what can I do? But right. the next episode, I cut it off right away. I was like, <laughs> nope. Like an attractive young man's penis, I cut it right off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings me to the end of my questions. So, uh, Jeffrey, what do you say we get to ratings? On podcasts are wonderful, we rate shows on a one to ten scale, where one is the worst and ten is the best. However, podcasts are wonderful. They're really, really good. And a lot of work goes into them. Rating a podcast lower than an eight. Um, I would have to say that would be like, you know, you meet a nice young man. You take him back to your place. Uh, everything is going great. You're making out. It's really hot. Um, and then he drinks his drugs and he doesn't go unconscious. And you don't get to murder him. You don't get to uh, you don't get to jerk off on his corpse or dismember his penis or any of that stuff. It, it's just a, a wasted night, basically. Thank you for putting that into terms I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to try to think of, like, the worst thing that could be for a person. And uh, I think I nailed it that time. You did. <laughs> so what would you give Last Podcast on the Left, episode 234? 
I gotta say, you know, it was my it was my first time listening to the podcast, so I don't know if that influences it a little bit, but I am thinking and I know these guys like me, which is helpful. <laughs> you know, I do I want them to be my friend. You don't wanna um, let them down. I don't wanna let them down. I I'm leaning towards ten, but just because I don't want to seem like a total, like, desperate loser, I'm going to say 9.5. Okay. That's still a great score. That's very respectable. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the podcast, too. It was really fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not a, a super serial killer guy, so I, I didn't love all the <laughs> the details. But that's what you're in it for. If you're on a if you're on a serial killer uh, podcast, you're you're there for all those details. Yeah. Um, I would say if you are a big serial killer head, you love all those my favorite murder types. This one, um, you're gonna give this one a ten. You're gonna love it. Uh, I, I'm leaning more towards a nine for me personally, but. I enjoyed all three listens, or four actually, all four episodes I listened to. I listened to the three Albert Fishes and the one about my pal Jeff here, and I, I thought it, I thought it was a good podcast. Uh, some of the humor was not my cup of tea. Like I don't know, I don't have any specifics in mind, but it, it was a little uh, well, like like the like the making a big joke about the, the child molestation and stuff like that. Um, it, not necessarily that, not necessarily that it's tasteless or whatever, but it just, it's kind of a little lame, I would say. Yeah, but, maybe a little easy. <laughs> right. But, hey, what if these guys listen? And then if, if they hear me saying bad <laughs> things, maybe they aren't going to like my friend Jeff that much. And he, uh, by the way, do you mind if I call you Jeff or do you prefer Jeffrey every time? No, Jeff is good. And you want to have an in with these guys, so I've got to be nice. And I'm going to say, yeah, nine guys. You do, you do a great podcast. And <laughs> listening to your seven minutes of uh, naming people to give you money, you're not hurting <laughs> at all for listeners. You're doing great. Yeah, really. They were occasionally funny in the middle of listing all those names, too, which irritates me. It's like, no, I want to be able to stop this without worrying about if you're going to say something <laughs> funny. If I'm going to miss anything. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the show. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jeffrey. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Those stories you told were dynamite. Thank you so much. Uh, it's great. Great stuff. And I can't wait to get over to your place. And, uh, you know, because <laughs> I, is that $50 still on the table? I have to find that out first. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But are you also going to give me 50 bucks for sending <laughs> you pics? Because... Then we're just breaking even, and I don't know if that's really motivation for either of us. <laughs> that's a good point. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out because I don't know. Yeah, it may not work. But, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, folks, for listening, and uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, I'm pretty much just like that. <laughs> That's nice. That is why uh, my middle daughter is, well, I can't think of a funny joke right now. <laughs> what would be a good name? Uh-uh. Uh, cat, cat puke. I feel like <laughs> maybe would be something a kid might find cute. <laughs> no, what did you, did you want your name to be as a kid? Did you ever have any aspirations of having a cooler name? Did I? I think so, but I don't remember w- what I had in mind. Probably okay. something dumb <laughs> in the 90s and like Zach yeah. or something. <laughs> I wanted to be named after the guy in <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I thought you were going to go something cool like a sliver or something oh, like wow. really <laughs> dark. <laughs> But no, yeah, Zach is very good. <laughs> it brings to mind neon colors. Yes. And that whole part was out of character, so <laughs> what are we going to do about that? No, that's okay. Uh, no, let's see. get rid of whatever you want. 